Welcome to the Lady Lounge Sportscast, Episode 10, Best Merch in the Game. All right, guys, we're going to talk about how we do have the best merch in the game. Then we're going to jump on down to some NC Dinos news. We're going to talk about the SKT Wyvern series and the LG Twin series. Then we're going to do our Korean words of the week. Then after that, we're going to do an MLB update by John. Then we're going to do some Saints news, talk about how Dennis Allen can be a new head coach soon. Then we're going to talk about how Cesar Ruiz is doing really good with the lineman coach. Then after that, we're going to talk about the interview with an infectious disease doctor and talk about the NFL season. Then after we talk about some Saints news, we're going to jump down to Pelicans news. We're going to talk about how the Pelicans are locked in in Orlando. And then we're going to talk about how some NBA players are complaining about the NBA bubble. Then after that, we're going to do our top five point guards of all time. All right, guys. Enjoy. This episode of the Lady on Sportscast is brought to you by Visuals NOLA. Visuals is a unique clothing store selling a variety of clothing styles from one-of-one vintage clothing, jerseys, sneakers, and streetwear. Visuals focuses on supplying people with curated items that lend to one's individuality and creativity in the form of clothing. Follow them at Visuals NOLA on Instagram to stay up to date with new products uploaded daily. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. So, David, happy 10-week anniversary, bud. Can you believe, dude, it's been 10 weeks already? Like we said last week, I figured we would have gave up by now on this on this podcast dream. But, dude, we've been doing good, really I'm good. Shocked. I- I'm honestly, like, normally things like this only last a couple of weeks in our group of friends. But, hey, I'm having fun doing it. You're having fun doing it. Yeah, I'm having People a lot of fun doing it. enjoying it. Oh, yeah, I've been getting a lot of good feedback from everybody. Well, even, well, maybe not all good feedback because i've been getting a lot of hateable on mustache and john <laughs> it was a... so bad okay dude it wasn't it was that bad so... it was a part of the character dude the like... Part, like the character was just a bad character i mean dude, come on don't hate on the i've been character. giving you i've been giving you stuff about that mustache for like it has to be a month now you know what dude? look the people in korea they love the mustache they i've been getting dms all the time quote unquote not really i'm just trying to make myself feel better but Look, dude, I I brought peace to the podcast world, and I shaved the mustache. John had made a tweet saying if I got 30 retweets, I would have to shave it. It got 29, so I gave it to John. I said, you know what? I'll it's bring an peace. integrity move. I'll give you It's that. integrity, yeah, dude. I, I, the full point was I knew the mustache looked bad, okay, everybody? I knew it looked bad, and I was going to shave it, but I was <laughs> trying to develop a character. I honestly don't think you thought it looked bad. No, at, at times, you look at yourself bad, in the mirror dude. in the morning like, Damn, this is a nice mustache. Okay, dude, I won't lie. You are a little <laughs> right. Because, because, dude, I, everybody, knows, everybody that knows me, I go through these phases of, like, weird facial hair that looks terrible. <laughs> like, I mean, for people that have known me for a while, I had, like, these sideburns at one point, and I thought they looked so dope. But then I look, and I, like, and look in the mirror, I'm like, man, these look really cool. And then, like, months later, I look at pictures after I shave them, and they look terrible. And it's the same thing with the mustache, dude. Like, I look in the mirror, and it looks awesome. But then I look pictures of it, and it looks terrible. So, I will say that the mustache was better than the neck beard you were rocking in high school. 
okay, well, dude, look. Everybody has the weird, like, phases, okay? I'm just a weird guy. I'm, I'm, like, I'm not weird. I'm unique. So, I, I mean, look at me. Mustache. I had extremely long hair to college, so. Well, I had extremely long hair, too. And I shit, I'm like, well, my hair wasn't that bad, I don't think. I, I don't, liked my hair. I like my hair, too. I like it cut more. But I do like my hair cut more. I feel like I'm, like. I was serving my my biggest thing when I had long hair was when I was serving tables and bartending. I would always wear a hat, hat outside of work, but when you work in like serving tables and bartending, you couldn't wear a hat, so my hair would always get in my face and stuff. But I I had it for about two years. I liked my long hair, but it was time for it to go. I didn't and I didn't cut my hair for like it was like four a long and a half time. Years. Yeah, you you kept your hair for a long time. Now I can't even picture you with long hair anymore. Yeah, I. I, I was that guy that was like, oh, yeah, I have the long hair. I'm never going to cut it. I love my hair. It's not a problem. And, but my old boss at my internship before um, I graduated, he was, like, always just making jokes and making fun of me and stuff. So I cut it right right after, right, like, I cut it, like, a week before graduation, I think it was. And then the lady my, that cuts my hair, she was shocked. She was like, wait, what? We're cutting it off? I'm like, yeah, it's it's going. Yeah, my dad used to call me a girl, so I kind of just got tired of it and just it's like, you know, I just want to cut my hair. But I donated my hair. I donated my hair to um, a leukemia fund. Like a leukemia. I don't, uh, I, don't, I don't remember the name of the company I donated it to, but it was for kids with leukemia that lose their hair. So I donated it to them. So, David, I don't know if this is news to you or not, but everybody calls you a girl. I know. Okay. It wasn't let's, just your dad. And it all right. Let's go to the next. just you with long hair. <laughs> 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 oh, I love you, David. Don't I, worry. I love you, bud. So, uh. Guess what, guys? Our so we've been promoting not promoting it too well, but we've been talking about it on the podcast. Our merch is already sold out. We literally sold out the merch already. We had like four people who we just kind of messed up, like writing down the orders correctly. So we're like four short, four shirts short in this order. Right, and it's like we didn't. We were expecting to sell out, but we were expecting to sell out after we were promoting it. We. We're going to do a photo shoot, which we're not really sure. We're supposed to do it today, but the photo shoot looks like it might be delayed to after I go on my Grand Canyon trip, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But we sold out before this photo shoot, and we did not expect that at all. We knew we were going to sell out for sure. We just didn't know we were going to sell out this quick. And from right now, before we even post anything about the pictures, we have about seven more shirts that are on, on hold to be sold. And it's like... So we're over 50 shirts now on marketing to be sold. And it's like, dude, we might just be a clothing company. Man. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, best merch in the game. I mean, I like the shirts a lot. Maybe I'm biased because we uh, made them and we designed them and everything. But I think they came out super cool. And dude, like we're, me and John had went to go deliver a bunch of shirts. And I saw some old friends from college. And they were like, they stopped and talked to us while we we're eating at my old restaurant. And they were saying, like, oh, what's that shirt you're wearing? Obviously, they didn't know that we had started, like, a, a podcast. And they were like, the Lady Lounge? That's kind of a cool name. And I was like, well, yeah, it's, you know, it's, our, it's our podcast, dude. We're kind of famous now. And, I was, you know, I was kind of, kind of like, showboating a little bit. You can ask John. I was, I'm very proud of our project that we started. And I was yeah, he's like, like, oh, I'm famous now. I'm famous now. <laughs> I was showing them the videos about me in Korea and stuff. And people were, like, really shocked. And they were like, man, so, like, this is like your full-time job now. And I was like, no. <laughs> no, it's not. I wish it was. Uh, hopefully it does get to that point because, I mean, dude, I could would love to talk about if we If this was my full-time job, I would do like three episodes a week instead of just one. And I would just do like so many dumb videos. Like me and John have like – so everything we have planned out has worked 
and has been a, gone above and beyond of what we ex- expected. So I feel like we're on a like I'm gonna bring up the upward slope still because I like bringing that term up. But the plan the plans that we have in the future are looking really bright. Let's just say that. So me and John have been brainstorming nonstop about ideas to expand more, and this this merch this merch T-shirt stuff is just the beginning of it. So. Yeah, and we and anybody who does end up wanting a shirt, we are making another full, at least one more full order of black ones, and then we might look into doing a. It's going to be a, the same shirt, but it's going to be white with uh, the logo and everything black. And then after that is when the real exciting shirt comes out. If you want to tell them about it, David. Okay, so I've been talking to my boy Kobe. Shout out Kobe. Shout out the Cartridge Twins. They've been helping us out at the t-shirt shop to work at the t-shirt company. So. Uh, we're gonna do the new the, the shirt after the white shirt. We're not not sure if we're gonna do a big bulk order of it, but we're gonna do a shirt like a typical like a Mike and Mike shirt. Which if you don't know what Mike and Mike is, is ESPN show. It's not they don't no longer air anymore. But they had a T-shirt where it was both their faces on the back of the shirt and then the name of the show. So we're gonna get an artist to draw me and John's face like animated, and we're gonna put it in the back of a shirt. And I think it's gonna be like a really dope idea. Not, and even if it's like. We don't sell a lot of those shirts. I want a shirt like that for myself, and I want to save it for a very long time because that would be such a cool thing to show to like my son or daughter when I get older and be like, yeah, your dad was pretty badass. He has his face on a t-shirt. So There's no bigger flex than wearing a shirt with your own face on it. Exactly. Throw that out there. There isn't. <laughs> there isn't any bigger flex than that. And I'm um, look, I... That shirt might be a little bit more expensive because of the art style on it, but I know there's going to be people out there that are going to want to buy it. And just let us know. We'll definitely mark you down for that shirt already. It's like it's going to be a while before we have that shirt. I would say around. It'll probably be. It'll be months. Like, it'll be months. I, I would say probably earliest, around Christmas, maybe. I, I would say a little. I say the earliest would be late August, early September. I think for sure. Because it wouldn't be any later than probably like Halloween or something. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And I'm, I'm hoping that with sports, they might. Or they will, or God knows what's going to happen with sports. Hopefully, they are back, so we can do some of the ideas we want to do and promote the channel more. But uh, we can jump on to the next thing. We can talk about how next week, uh, next week's episode is going to run. So, oh, you have a big trip coming up, David. Yeah, I have a big trip coming up. So, for guys, for, we talked about it a little bit last week. I was supposed to go to Japan uh, July first, and I was supposed to be back tomorrow so july 13th i was gonna go through july 1st to july 13th but since covid happened my big trip got canceled and all, i got all my money back from it and we me and, my, me and a couple of friends decided to do a grand canyon road trip we're gonna camp the whole trip we're not gonna stay in a single hotel we're gonna sleep in a van and it's gonna and i'm gonna videotape everything i'm gonna videotape everything so everybody can watch i'm gonna try to edit the best i can i'm not the best video editor but i do have a lot of experience with it so i'm gonna record the whole trip we're making multiple stops along the way. We're gonna stop in like Austin. We're gonna like go swimming in like some swimming holes, jump, go cliff diving in Austin. We're gonna do. We're gonna go to New Mexico. We're gonna go to Roswell. We're gonna go to like White Sands National Park. You're gonna see me like slide down some white sands, surf on white sands, and then we're gonna go to like Albuquerque. We're gonna go to Trinidad, uh, Colorado, Colorado Springs, and then we might go to the. Ooh, not might go. We definitely go in the Grand Canyon. And we're going to do some cool stuff there. So I'm really excited for y'all to see that trip. And that's going to be like kind of the start of a video series that we want to go start doing. But the video series won't be consistent until sports come back and COVID's away. So that's just a little heads up on that. But next week's episode. So 
we want to be consistent. We want to have an episode every week. So we're going to record the next week's episode on Tuesday. But since there's not a lot of news coming out in two days since we're recording this on Sunday, we're just going to have some people that come on the show to interview and talk about some Saints stuff. What do they think the Saints, how the Saints are going to do? And then we're going to talk about do the same thing for the Pelicans. We're going to have somebody come on from the Pelicans, not the team, but a Pelicans fan, to talk about like what their expectations for the season are. So it's going to be a shorter episode, but it's, the quality is still going to be really good. We thought it out, we planned it out, and we're really excited for you to hear that one. Yeah, it's going to be more or less like not going over articles and latest news and stuff. It's going to be more like uh, barroom sports talk type yeah. of stuff, which is what me and David have been doing forever. So. It should it should definitely still be interesting. Yeah, it's just me shooting the shit, basically. So don't worry about that. Send you have anything to add on to that, John, or no? No, I just have fun and be safe, but I'm a miss you. I'm not going on the trip, unfortunately. Yeah, John's uh, not going on the trip. He has work. He couldn't take off of work. I mean, so. I probably could have taken off of work. It's just like I don't it's know if I want to take off of work. Right. I like work and it's a long trip, ten days. Well, I'm I'm still on a holiday, summer vacation, so I don't have to take off of work. So that's the only reason why I'm doing Look a ten day trip. I'm a school teacher. I get a summer vacation. <laughs> I okay, get a three month summer so vacation. Cool. <laughs> but uh, all right. So that's all. End on that. Let's jump down to some NC Dinos news, and I'll do the rundown of the uh, SKT. What SKT? See, I did it again. <laughs> In okay. The intro and now. For anybody who doesn't know, it used to be SKT. Now it's just SK, and I'm just so used to saying SKT Telecoms, and it's going to take me a while to get back to it, but I'm going to go over the SK Wyvern series and then the LG Twins series, and then John's going to do... We're going to do the Korean words of the week after, and then John's going to do the MLB update. Okay, so for everybody that's wondering, the Dinos are still number one in the KBO, and but now they are 5.5 games ahead of the pack. So they're 39-17 now. They're still on pace to be the best Korean baseball team ever in history, which is crazy. I know I keep bringing that up every week. But uh, let's jump to the SKT, SKT. Jesus, SK Wyvern series. <laughs> Dude, it's such it, it rolls Just off the tongue the better. Just say the Wyverns. Just say the Wyverns. The Wyverns. The Wyverns. It rolls. It rolls off the tongue better. Okay, it does, Wyvern because, series. I mean, we're just used to knowing it as SKT from we are. other like esports and stuff like that. So it's weird that they just took the telecoms off of it. But I don't know what a weird marketing change. But okay, whatever. Uh, so the Dinos went two and one against the Wyverns. There, it was supposed to be a four-game series, but one game got canceled due to the weather. So, game one, and we're going to keep it a little bit shorter this time because I know it's been like me just ranting for about 25, 30 minutes. I'm going to keep it a little shorter. So, game one, we won. Wait, so one of these games were canceled? Yeah, one of these. It was supposed to be a four-game uh, series, and one of the games got canceled. Game four got canceled. No, it wasn't supposed to be a four-game series. You sure? No, it was supposed to be a three-game series. The LG Twins game today got canceled. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. I just that was a mistake on my part. Thank you, John, for catching that. So no games got canceled. It's a three game series. We went two one. Game one, we won five four. Ace Shengmuku, obviously the not young twenty three year old phenom. He had a great outing as usual. Last just week, electric. He, just electric. Last <laughs> week he did have that. <laughs> shut up. Last week he did have that one bad game, but obviously this is two games in a row. He pulled through. He's doing really great. Now game two, we lost two to three. Now, this is the fourth pitcher in our rotation, Lee J. Huck, and he had another rough outing, but... I wouldn't call it a rough outing. Yeah, he, he dropped three runs, and then we our offense wasn't there just to pull it back. So, I guess you're right. I mean, he I mean had, it was four innings he went and gave up three uh, three runs, but 
The bullpen just didn't pull through either, I guess. The way the way I see it is, is he is the fourth pitcher in the rotation. He's not going to be an ace. He's not going to be lights out. If right. he holds a team to three runs, your offense just needs to come pull around. So through. I think that was a real loss on the offensive side, not as much as the pitching side. Yeah, and we just didn't kind of the offense, like you said, the offense didn't pull through that day. But game three, the offense did because it was another bullpen day. Game three, we won 8-2. Offense was electric, and the bullpen had a great day pitching, only giving up two runs, which is good. Nice. Uh, which, so we won that series, which is good. And the LG Twins series, we went one and one game tied. So because one, one game was zero. postponed. One zero one. Because one game was postponed due to the weather. So game one, we went, we won 12 to two. The offense was electric and Drew showed up again. Drew is easily becoming the best pitcher in the KBO right now. Probably going to win the KBO's Cy Young equivalent. And he's like, I want to say he's five. He won five games in a row now, which he's just like on fire. He had a slow start in the beginning of the season, but now he's just showing up. He's doing really good, and it's ridiculous. So now I'm going to rant about game two a little bit because I feel like this is the dumbest thing in the KBO. So game two went to extra innings, tied 6-6. So in the KBO, there's a rule that games can't go beyond 12 innings. So Screw that. Is that Screw a that. regular rule? Or yes, is that just is something because rule. it's a shorter season? Or? It's a regular rule. I looked it up. They don't play more games because the way they do their series, they do back to back to back, which is they do the MLB too. But yeah, like, they're off on Mondays and then they, yeah. do, they play the other six days of the week. Like, let them like let them play it out. My God. Like, there's nothing else going on right now. They should change the rules so to draw more attention to this, this uh, the KBO. If you want more American fans, you want more baseball fans, let them play. Because, honestly, like I, I had brought this up before, but one of my favorite baseball memories was going to Fenway with my dad. And we went to a Yankees-Red Sox game, and it lasted 18 innings. And that was like one of the most... It was one of the best stories I have dealing with baseball, and I've played baseball my whole life, and that was such a cool experience to be at an MLB game that went to extra innings. And it's awesome to watch extra inning games on TV as well. Just let them play it out. Like Ties in baseball are stupid. I'm sorry. I, it, it, I agree with you. The thing, But I do see where they come from with this. I kind of like the rule because, I mean, they're playing six games a week. So, I mean, if you have one game, say this, it went through 12. So you are getting three innings of you're getting three extra innings, but you know if this goes to 22 innings, I mean your pitchers are going to start getting fatigued. You know they might end up getting hurt from pitching, and right. I, I see where the rule is coming from with how their s- schedule is structured, but it, it is it's a little whack. I'll, I'll agree with that. Yeah, I, I just don't like it. I like watching like teams become exhausted. The bullpen the bullpen is like exhausted. Because when the Red Sox were playing the Yankees that game, their bullpen they stretched their bullpen out, and so did the Yankees. And it was like, it was like who was going to give up first, and the Yankees did win, unfortunately. But it was still an awesome game to watch. But um, enough about that. Game three was canceled due to weather, so technically the Dinos won that series, which is good. And they're, like I said, they're on pace to be the best team in ML, MLB, the KBO. And it seems like every week we talk about how they have to like win an entire series. But the two teams below them actually had terrible weeks. So K1 Heroes had they lost like three games this week, four games this week, and the Doosan Bears also lost four games this week. And so they're battling for second place right now, which is crazy. And the Dinos are just pulling away, which is exactly what we want. 
and I'm really happy. And like we said before, the dinos win it, win it all. We're getting tattoos. So, and I'm like, I, I'm, me and John talked about it. it. I'm 100 percent down for it because that is such a cool story. So, so but that, going that's in dinos news. So going into next week, so we're recording on Tuesday. There's only going to be two games. The game that got postponed today is going to be played tomorrow morning, and then there's going to be one game with the heroes. So that means the following week we're going to be pretty much recapping the series with the heroes, KT Wiz, and then the series with the Lions, and then the Wiz again. Right. So there'll be a lot of uh, things to catch up on whenever you get back. And uh, I will be live tweeting about the Heroes game. Not live tweeting, but talking about it after the game because that is, the KWOM Heroes are the number two team in the KBO. So that is a big series that we have to pay attention to. Yeah. If the Dinos win that series, they're like pretty solid. So it's a big thing to look forward to. I'm excited. Me and John are going to keep up with the scores, keep up with the updates. Since I'll be on vacation, it's going to be kind of hard to watch it live unless I pull up my phone. I'm not really sure if I want to have a service in the Grand Canyon or so, so we'll we'll keep close attention to that. Yeah, and I'll, I can be tweeting about it and whatever because I've been keeping up with the scores as well. So we're going to have a lot of talk next week. And well, yeah. the week after next. Week after next, yeah. It's going to be four series, six games with the Wiz. The Wiz aren't doing too hot, are they? No, they're the uh, third to last, the fourth to last team in the KBL well, right so, now. So, so that should be a series this week. Guaranteed wins. And then the Lions are the fifth worst team in the series so that should be an also easy series as well oh, hopefully so the next easy. couple weeks our schedule is pretty easy so we can pull away oh actually even... yeah yeah literally it is because after the K- after kt Wiz, we play the loti giants again and they're third to last so the next three weeks after the heroes series we're like solid and then we can pull away real easily yeah so you want to jump to uh korean words of the week yeah sure do you want to go first again you want me to go first all right, I can go first again. Okay. So mine's just something like, so I'm, I'm going to give it away when I say this, but all dogs need love, whether it's a dog in Korea or something. So, you know, if we find ourselves in a park and we see a puppy, we need to know this. Oh, phrase. God, okay. And right, it's Gion Ganeje. Can I pet your pup? No. <laughs> Why did you say that? It's so weird. How's that no, weird? It's just cute puppy is all it oh, is. Oh, okay. Say it one more time. It's Guillaume Ganage. Guillaume Ganage. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm cute pup. Okay, no, I mean that sounds cute puppy. cute puppy. That sounds pretty close to me, maybe. But do you want to know? Guess mine now. All right. What is? Okay. It? I, so I got this. So since we're trying to do this a weekly a weekly show, and when we travel, we have to find a way to record podcast. So so hypothetically, where's so the speak, internet cafe? I didn't even say the word yet, dude. <laughs> I didn't even say it yet. Man. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Well, John just can read my mind. And okay. So I have like this weird affectuation with internet cafes in Korea. And I feel like it would really be cool to like go to like an internet cafe. And it, if people don't know, internet cafes in Korea and like Japan and China, they're also hotels and hostels as well. So if you want to like grind all night playing some video games, like, you know, me and John do sometimes, you can go to the internet cafe play all night if you get tired you go sleep in the hostel so my the word is internet capas so i mean obviously it was kind of a giveaway that no, it's i would have gotten cafe. yeah so like if we we're traveling for like two weeks in korea going to like an nc dinos game or just seeing the sites and history of korea we're gonna have to stop at an uh, internet cafe to record the episode and talk about our experience so 
we need to know how to say Internet Cafe in Korean. Man, I'm, I'm so upset that you guessed <laughs> it before I even said it. That's kind of rude, John. You okay? talk about Internet Cafes like crazy. I mean, that, that was... Cool. You gave that away. You gave and it will never work in the United States, so it's like... I, I don't know. I really, I really do like Internet Cafes. <laughs> okay, John. Do you, since we just finished the Korean words of the week so fast, you want to do an MLB update? So, yeah, MLB update. So... First off, I mean, it's still a, a lot of uncertainty as to if the season even starts, how far it's going to go. So the MLB did another round of uh, testing, and it was like another 60-something players got tested positive. But a couple of things that they're doing, which doesn't make much sense. So the MLB flew players in from the Dominican Republic on two like MLB chartered flights, but they didn't test them before. So you had all the guys on the plane didn't test them before, and then afterwards they tested them and found that people are – a couple of them had COVID. So that's been a running theme with the MLB that a lot of players are getting upset with. And that's why a lot of players are opting out is that their testing is so bad. It takes them way too long to get the results back because they test them and then they don't have results back for days. That's true. true. There's there. You're interacting with the players that end up having it. So it's like their testing definitely needs to get locked down. If we're going to have an MLB season. And it, you know, it, so I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but it's crazy that you say that because I listened to an interview with Trevor Bauer, and I had forgot to mention this to, this, mention this to you before. He said that, and he, he's a pitcher for the Cincinnati Reds, if anybody doesn't know. He said that, so they're doing like live games, not live games, they practice games in, in their stadium and stuff, and he said that they'll test them every day or every other day, and if they won't tell them if they're negative or positive, uh, he, assumed, he said he, he assumes that if he's negative, they won't tell him, but if he's positive, they'll give him a call. But it's like he says they won't. They don't hear anything for days, so it's like you can interact with somebody that does have it, and then you get your test result back and be negative. But in the long run, if you interact with somebody that has it, you probably have it at that point. So what he was basically saying is that the how how things are being run in MLB right now aren't really working out, and they're saying that like some people are getting false positives, some people are getting false negatives. So I just don't see baseball happening in MLB right now. It's just I think it's just ridiculous right now. And a lot more people are going to be opting out in the coming days. Honestly, like you already had. Well, why Ryan Zimmerman's the most recent one to opt out. The veteran for the uh, does he still play for the Nationals? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he plays for the Nationals. And then so. we talked about it last week how David Price and Felix Hernandez both said that they weren't doing it. So I think a lot of people are going to be following along with this. But like some people, we were I was talking about this at work with the guys, and some people like they're almost locked into where they have to play. Somebody like Mookie Betts, he can't opt out this season because he right. has to play at least one game to fulfill his contract with the Dodgers to where he can be a free agent and sign a contract. Right. So it's like, please come back here, first of all. But so them having the season, if they're gonna just try to just push through it and do whatever they can, a lot of people are almost handcuffed into doing it. Unless they want to, like, it puts Mookie Betts' whole career on delay for a season if he opts out uh, financially. I, I totally agree. It's just, it's just, I don't know, it's just so many uncertainties, and we talk about it every week. It's like, what's going to happen? What's not going to happen? The one thing I find crazy, the NHL hasn't said anything about COVID in a long time, so I feel like the NHL is doing good, and but it's just baseball is always having so many troubles, NFL is having so many troubles, and we're going to talk about the troubles in the NFL as well. Because I listen to some crazy podcasts about it, but it's just crazy how many uncertainties in sports right now. So tinfoil hat theory is that since hockey's played on ice, maybe 
COVID doesn't do well in cold. So, hey, do <laughs> they say first they say, oh, it's it's going to be gone by summer. Well, look at today. We well two days ago reported seventy thousand cases in the United States, twenty thousand more than we did last week, and then Florida just Florida just reported over fifteen thousand cases yesterday. So it's like, dude, I don't I don't know, man. And you put in like the NBA in, uh, in the, the hottest spot in the United States right now. Uh, it's just we're gonna talk about when we get to Pelicans news, but it's just like, dude, like what do you, what do you expect at this point? Yeah, I mean, it, it's not looking great. I mean, hopefully. I don't know. I don't even want to talk about it. It just makes me mad. Yeah, let's just jump to some Saints news, let's all jump, right? Let's jump to some lighter news. Lighter news. Well, this isn't really lighter, but it's still a good thing to talk about. So I read an article talking about Dennis Allen can be the new head coach of a team soon. So for those that don't remember, Dennis Allen was the head coach of the Raiders in 2012, 2013, and 2014. But honestly, he was handed a bad situation, and Dennis Allen is obviously a really good defensive head, uh, defensive coach, head, no, defensive a defensive coach. coach. There we go. Thank you, John. Gotcha. And he he's been on the Saints for a lot long time. He was on the team in 2009. He was a de- defensive back coach. He has experience in the playoffs. He's doing such a great job with the Saints now. But uh, people are saying that people are like 50-50 on Dennis Allen being a head coach. But you got to remember, he inherited such a bad Raiders team. Before he even got on the Raiders in 2012, they got rid of Carson Palmer, their veteran quarterback that was doing decent, that was going to build a team around. So in 2012, Dennis Allen's first year, they went 3-13. and And then they didn't have a quarterback that year at all. Then in 2013, his options for quarterback were Matt McLoyne and Terrell Pryor. Terrell Pryor is a good player, but he's more like a utility player. So I don't think he is a good starting quarterback. They went four and twelve that year, and then he inherited getting a rookie quarterback in Derek Carr. Went zero and four, and he got fired. Look, I think he would be a great head coach in the right system. And the Raiders, with the Raiders, he it wasn't the right system, but obviously he's not going to lead the Saints until he went to Super Bowl as a defensive coordinator. But I would like to see him get another chance after a Super Bowl run with the Saints. I, I think John, I don't know what you have the opinion <laughs> on that, but. The thing about Dennis Allen is, is he's such a really good defensive-minded coach. But he his like the reason like so if you give somebody like what's your boy's name, uh, Sean McVay, right, the rookie Derek Carr, I think he might be able to make more out of him because he's you know more offensive-minded. He can you know play with them. And if Dennis Allen doesn't have a really good coaching staff offensively, then his teams are going to struggle. Even yeah, if he has the best quarterbacks, I mean, it's just. You have to kind of be good at everything as a defensive, uh, as a head coach, and he's really not. He's a very, 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 very good defensive coordinator, defensive coach, but I just don't think he has enough offense experience to be a head coach. Right, and you know what, you bring up a good point, too, with the Sean McVay point. So what a lot of organizations are doing now, they're trying to find the next Sean McVay by picking random coaches off uh, good teams. Like Sean McVay was on the... The Redskins when RG3 was there, and he was on another big team, and the Rams picked him up as a head coach, and it was like, let's take a chance with him, and he ended up being a great coach. And you see a lot of te- a lot of organizations do this as well, like with the Bengals, they have that head, the young head coach in Arizona Cardinals, they had the young head coach, just trying to see if they're the next Sean McVay. So I can see Dennis Allen being a good coach. Like you said, he would have to have a good offensive mind on his coaching staff to complement his defensive mind. So I can definitely see him being decent, a decent head coach, but not right now. He needs to stay with the Saints until he won the Super Bowl. Yeah, I agree. 
Yeah, just or just never leave. Or just never leave, and we just continue like winning more. Super Bowls and have great <laughs> defensive. I would like that more too. But speaking of young players, uh, Cesar Ruiz is already impressing uh, the offensive line coach for the Saints. Offensive line coach said he's one of the smartest young linemen he's ever had the chance to work with, which is a good sign for us because he is going to be playing center and McCoy's going to move the guard since we got rid of Warford. And obviously, we talked about this before. The the yacht the the line the offensive line is so young and so good that once Drew leaves, the next quarterback is going to come in and play really well. I feel like because just look at Teddy, he had he didn't have a lot of experience with the Saints. He jumps in on quarterback and in quarterback. And he does a great job. He barely got sacked. He had a great five, six games he played filling in for Drew. So I'm very confident in our young offensive line. Mainly if we're trying to bring in a young quarterback. I mean, a veteran, you know, you could have a little bit worse of an offensive line. But if we're trying to bring in a young quarterback, maybe make Taysom Hill our next quarterback or something, he has to feel comfortable in the pocket. Or he's just going to be running around constantly. The first, any kind of hint of pressure, he's going to start scrambling. And that's not really what you want. From your quarterback, it's feeling right. like he has to feel like he's running for his life every play. So, unless you're trying to do that, that uh, that offense where the quarterback scrambles a lot. Yeah, but still, like, even with that, you have to still be able to feel comfortable in the pocket at times. Right, exactly. I mean, you have to get like every quarterback's a pocket passer in to some degree. To you some know, degree, you have to have plays where you feel comfortable just sitting in the pocket. I mean, but. We're, we're in place to where if we do end up having a more veteran player like Jameis Winston stick around, it'll be really good for him. But if we do want to, you know, have a young quarterback and get him into our system and, you know, maybe be the next Drew Brees, you know, we have the offensive line to where he can build his skills right. without feeling like. Because, like, it's a real big morality, like, moral hit, more, morale hit whenever it's not really your fault, but your performance isn't that great. And because, you can't you know, trust your, your offensive, offensive line. line. You now have to be able to trust your offensive line. I got to give it to Jameis Winston, dude. First, he was blind, and his offensive line with the Bucks were terrible. The dude was running for his life majority of the time and just throwing the ball up in the air just for so hopefully as wide receiver to catch it. So I feel like if Jameis Winston goes behind center, he would have a better chance of doing good with the Saints than he did with the Bucks. Because our offensive oh, line absolutely. is legitimately elite, elite, and now his eyes are fixed. When I love bringing that up, his <laughs> eyes are freaking fixed, and he was He's NFL quarterback. Blind. He couldn't even read a license plate. Did you read that before? He yeah. Couldn't even read the back yeah, of a license that. plate. And I'm like, dude, how are you an NFL quarterback? And you can throw touchdowns occasionally, and throw for five thousand yards, which is crazy to me. But uh, speaking of crazy things, uh, I kind of want to jump to the uh, art, not article, but like. I listened to a podcast with a doctor, and she's an expert in infectious diseases, and her name is Dr. Erasmussen. Hopefully, I'm not uh, butchering that. But so they were talking about how so the, a lot of news came out this week from the NFL saying like they aren't allowed to exchange jerseys or shake hands after the um, game, which is incredibly stupid because they're already touching each other, tackling each other during the game. They're already having full contact with each other. And just for them saying that, I guess the um, the Canal Street Chronicles had this doctor come on and talk about how 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 is the NFL going to work. So there's a rumor going around the NFL right now saying that the NFL is going to make all the players wear face mask attached to their helmets. First off, that's going to look really stupid. Is it going to work? I highly doubt that's going to work. Would it be helpful? Maybe, but I don't think that's going to work. And the guy from the Chronicles had brought up the point saying that, well, for, for people that really watch the Saints, you notice this all the time. 
Drew, when Drew Brees goes on their center, it's kind of like a mental rep that he does. He licks his fingers to get better grip on the ball. So does that said by him doing that, does that mean he has to stop to potentially maybe not spread more germs just in case if he does have COVID before they get tested, before they find out that he has it? Uh, uh, hopefully that makes sense. So would he have to stop licking his yeah, fingers? Absolutely. But, does, but can he stop doing that? He literally I, does it constantly. It's like telling Sean Payton he's not allowed to chew juicy fruit. <laughs> it's like telling him, oh, I'm, I'm, I feel like so bad. What was your boy? Uh, Les Miles, he can't eat the grass. Yeah, he can't eat the grass. It's like, <laughs> dude, like, I, I say we just cancel the season because I don't want to mess up Drew's, like, mental reps that keeps him concentrated in the game and keeps him, wa- keeps him wired because that's just a bad look for the Saints if we, he can't lick his fingers. I don't know if it has anything to do with it, but... It would definitely deal with my psyche, for sure. Slow down a little bit, David. I don't think it's going to kill Drew Brees if he can't lick his fingers. It's Drew Brees. Oh, no, Brees. dude. It's it's a repetition thing, dude. You get down on the, you get down underneath center. It's like the same thing with baseball, dude. Every time you step into the box, you have the same routine. You, like, adjust your gloves. You mess with you might, might touch pine tar on your helmet and get a better grip on the bat. You do the same. Well, I did the same thing, and a lot of MLB players do the same thing when they step in the box. It's a routine. It gets you concentrated into... The pitcher, I don't know, it's just like a, I just feel like it's going to mess him up if he has to change his routine that he's been doing for 20-something years. This is kind of breaking away from talking about this, but we should definitely do that one week. Top five pre-hit routines. Oh, I do like that. (laughs) I used to have the best one ever, but I mean, it was best because it was fine, but. I think it is a little bit, like, I understand what they're trying to do. They're trying to minimize risk, but like. Like you're saying, football's a full contact sport. Right. So you tackle Drew Brees. I mean, you're gonna be in contact with him. I mean Exactly. It's yeah, like and first off, Drew Brees isn't gonna throw a pick this season, so it doesn't matter if he's licking the ball, it's only gonna right. be his players licking his finger. It's only gonna be his players catching it because he's gonna throw for uh fifty eight touchdowns, zero interceptions this <laughs> season, obviously. And I like what you said earlier. It'll be funny, it, not funny, but like Say he does get sick and he's still playing. Nobody's gonna want to touch the ball or try to intercept it because he licks the he licks his hands and touches the ball after. So it might it might force people not to try to intercept his ball. But somebody's trying to go sack him. He just holds the ball out at him and they just stop right. and back they up. Stop like, whoa, and whoa, he's whoa. like, and he hits one of those spin moves like he did against the Falcons and runs into the end zone, dude. And and the thing is, dude, it's like we were talking about this last last week with the M- M- NBA. If a player does get COVID and they have to sit out two weeks and not do any cardio and not do any kind of conditioning, it's going to be hard for them to jump back into the game. So it's like, do you even want to risk it? And the thing is, too, it's like in March, the Ivy League was the first league to cancel all sports. And guess what? They canceled all sports again in the fall. Besides Stafford, they're going to play a couple games, well, a couple different sports. But they were the first ones to jump on board at canceling their sports. Now they're talking about the college football. They're only going to do conference games. Dude, I think it's just inevitable at this point that sports are going to be canceled because, I mean, the Ivy League obviously knows what they're talking about. You know oh, what I'm saying? They're so smart. Yeah, they no, are but smart, dude. I don't think there's going to be college football. I just yeah. don't see it. Practically, I don't see it being a thing. You can't put these kids at risk for, I mean, like we talked about this extensively in other podcasts, but for nothing essentially just for a chance right. to make it great in the nfl but it's like and technically they're not even getting an education because well, they are getting an education but it's all gonna be online and let's be honest people that have online classes we know they're gonna cheat i mean come on like, I are you the damn life yeah me neither but 
Uh-huh. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither, but come on, dude. It's just like, I mean, I don't know, dude. Like, obviously, I don't. Play, I never played college sports besides Ultimate Frisbee and Ultimate Frisbee Club at Southeastern. But, like, dude, like, it doesn't matter, dude. Like, it's, I feel like college sports are going to happen this year. Now, do I think they might have a college football spring season? Maybe. But that's, we won't find that out until late December, probably. To bring to your point that you're worried about them cheating, I would say that well over, like, maybe 60% of college athletes are cheating regardless. Some of them are in classes. They never go to class and you just get an A. Yeah, some so. of them don't even worry about doing work. I remember, so this is crazy. Now you bring that up. I actually worked with a guy and he played for Baylor. He was like a like a third string linebacker, but he played there with RG3. And I remember him telling me how they never did work. Never. They would have tutors. Like they would hire student t- tutors, like seniors. They were like seniors or juniors. And they would do all their work for them, and they would just turn it in. And it's crazy. Yeah. You got to think about it. Like, you really think Leonard Fournette or Joe Burrow did work as, at LSU? Don't like, talk bad no. about Leonard Fournette or Joe Burrow, bro. I'm not talking bad about it. <laughs> that's, that's good to talk about. Like, I think I don't think they did any work. Rightfully so, dude. They, with I don't, I don't know what Joe Burrow had as a degree, but I think like Leonard Fournette had like a construction degree or something like that. Like. He's obviously like construction management, I think. Yeah, something like that. He's obviously going to use the money he made in the NFL and invest it somehow. He's not going to use that degree. I, I would imagine so, at least. So, I don't know, dude. It's it's a weird, weird case. But uh, do you have any closing thoughts on that? We could jump to the next thing for football. What is the next thing for football? Uh, oh, the Redskins. Yeah, the, the Redskins, Redskins changed their name, I quote-unquote, to well, the Red Wolves. I don't think it's officially changed to the Red Wolves from what I'm reading. I know that they're change, they're officially changing their name extremely soon, and it seems like the Red Wolves are the front runners. It's a yeah. pretty cool name, and their jerseys actually like cool, it. So, yeah. I actually like it. So Adam Scheffner had tweeted it, but obviously it doesn't mean it's true. So they're going to change. So for people that don't know, I I do like the Redskins. They're like one of my one of my like second or third favorite teams growing up because when I was a kid, I used to play for like a team called the Bournemouth Braves. And uh, where, the, where I'm from, so I kind of liked the Redskins and the Saints growing up. So I do understand why people are upset and why it needs to be changed. But I actually had the opportunity to talk to somebody at Best Buy. I was shopping, and I was wearing like a Redskins radio shirt, and he was telling me how like upset he was, and he he totally understood why they were changing it. But he was upset that he raised his whole family around the Redskins. Like that was their their thing, and that was their goal. Like. He had a whole like room in his house full of Redskins gear. He had like baby pictures of his daughter and his son in Redskins gear. And he was like, "Well, is it gonna be bad that I'm gonna still share these pictures with my friends?" And I, I, I totally get what he comes from. But with the social ju- injustice going on in the world right now, I think it's the right decision to change the red, uh, change the team name to like the Red Wolves. And honestly, I think the Red Wolves kind of sound cool because imagine like fourth down it is like a critical situation in the game and the whole stadium is hollowing howling god why am i butchering that word i I don't even know if i can i'm gonna try it howling yeah it doesn't it kind of rolls up the tongue weird but imagine like just imagine that like now people used to say say luke keekly like you know how like they used to do that like kind of thing i can imagine a fourth down in critical situations the whole stadium is just going to go nuts with that and I, and Red Wolves kind of sounds like a cool name too. So I, I really like the name change. I think the best one in football is still the Jets. J E T S. Jets. 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 I actually like the Eagles. Fly, Eagles, fly. And you know, I really like that that sound that that song too. But I do want to say one thing about this is if it's not officially already the Red Wolves, which it may be, I could be missing an article or something. Right. But 
and if we have any influence here, don't knock the baby cakes. Uh, Just change your name to the baby cakes. No, It'll be the same do thing as doing the howl. For third down, but you would just be doing a baby cry. Wow. Ah. I would never I would never watch a baby cakes football <laughs> game ever in my life. Well, the Red Wolves, they don't have to change their jerseys at all. They don't have to change their colors. They have to change their jerseys, but the colors. And uh, and from what I saw the logo, I so the logos that I saw aren't official logos. They I heard they're gonna be a beginning logo that they're gonna play with the twenty twenty season and then they're gonna make an updated version after. Like they're actually gonna put time into it, but they have to change it right now for training camp to come up. So I definitely understand it. I think it's a good idea. I, it definitely could have been way worse than the Red Wolves. They could have made it something really bad, like really dumb. Yeah, it's gonna I, mean, grow I don't think it's the worst name. I, they might have, I, I can't think of anything better. I can think of a lot of things worse. So Right. It could have been worse. Like At first, I wasn't too fond of the Pelicans, but then I really thought about it, and it really grew on me, and I Would really like it now. you just say you weren't too fond of the Pelicans? Well, what the Pelicans' that? name, when they changed it, like, I didn't really like it at first. I really wanted, like, brass. I'm sure it's Fond. Fond? Okay, whatever. It's, it's cool. Yeah, whatever. Just, but, uh... I'm trolling, dude. I'm just messing with you. Stop yeah. trolling me, dude. Shit. But I really... I, then I grew fond <laughs> to it, but, uh... Since we're speaking about the Pelicans, let's just jump to Pelicans news. Damn it, John. Okay, let's just jump to Pelicans <laughs> Okay, so uh, uh, obviously everybody knows uh, the teams are in Orlando now, and everybody watched people fly in from Orlando. Uh, who was the person that had the hazmat suit that walked in? That was Embiid. Embiid. Uh, that what a what a what, what a, a what a what a move. What a move. <laughs> I, I wanted to say another word, but what a donkey. What a donkey, dude. That's kind of I don't know, dude. I was so pissed when I saw that. I was like, man, I hope I'll the laugh. Sentence... I think he did it I'll... as a joke. Honestly. Yeah, it was. I'm like, dude, I hope the 76ers just go go 0 and 8 in the preseason thing, and then they just lose in the playoffs. But uh, I'm very happy about the Pelicans. They look like they're all in. It's crazy because uh, they did an interview with all the Pelicans talking about how they what they were doing during the uh, the quarantine situation, and they were talking to him and said, so, "So this would happen. JJ lost 10 pounds. He feels like he's in better shape now. Drew Holiday also lost a couple pounds and definitely in good shape." Then Zion, obviously, everybody saw how good Zion looks. And this is a weird quote that David Griffin gave to the media as well. He said Alexander Walker grew three-fourths of an inch over the break, which is like a weird a weird statistic to give to the media. Like, he grew three-fourths of an inch. I guess, I mean, I guess that matters in the long run. And obviously, Alexander Walker is a really good player that hasn't really seen much of the court yet, and he will eventually, I think, in the next couple of years, because he's a rookie as well. But I'm just very happy the Pelicans are looking like they're locked in. They're ready to go. And they had their first practice, and they had like a practice game as well. And Zion scored 26 points. Zion looked incredible. And he had that monster 360 dunk. Yeah. And it's just like, dude, we might make a run. And I was talking to my friends. I was talking to Zach the other day, and he was like, dude, like I would be okay with a like a COVID ring. I'll take a COVID ring, the NBA <laughs> championship it's a ring, dude. I mean, it's a ring, and look, obviously, people are already mad at the Pelicans because Zion's an NBA cover for 19 games, and people are talking about how Zion should probably win Rookie of the Year when they have the the, the ratings and stuff. But it's like, dude, and people don't understand that Zion was on pace to have the best rookie season of all time. He was averaging 26, 25.6 points a game, rebounds is ridiculous. Like he was on track to be the best rookie of all time. Which is insane to say, dude. I'm so happy to say that. But like And he's twenty. And he's twenty. He Zion, just turned twenty, dude. He, he just, just turned 20. twenty. 
and he is like bullying, like straight up bullying veterans who have been in the league. They're like for like ten years, just ripping the ball away from them, like they're school kids. He's just crazy. I'm very excited to see how good the Pelicans do, and I'll be back. I come back the 25th, so I'll be back before the first game. And I'm, dude, I'm gonna be locked in full time watching these games, dude. And I cannot wait. We're gonna have to watch them together. Yeah, 100. percent We can watch them together. And I am so excited for it, dude. Like, we're gonna have football, basketball, playoffs, hockey back, baseball back, hopefully, all in the fall. Dude, I'm gonna be so busy with work, but at the same time, I'm gonna be so busy watching sports, dude. I'm gonna be glued to the TV. Our like, episodes are gonna go from like an hour long each to like three and a half hours, hours yeah, from three and all and the hours. stuff we're gonna have to talk about. Then we're gonna drop viewers. Like we have a good <laughs> average viewer right now, viewership. And then we're just gonna drop down to like one. We're gonna so, have to episode. We're gonna have to like release like an episode just about football, just about basketball, right? And just exactly. About yeah, I'm like really, really excited, but. There are also people that aren't excited, like a lot of players complaining about the MLB bubble. So for people that haven't noticed, a lot of players are complaining about the food in the hotel. Rondo actually called it called the hotels he was staying in a Motel 6. And it's crazy because he's staying in one of the nicest hotels in Florida. Disney World has amazing hotels, but I guess if you're a millionaire and you are, like, and I, I want to say selfish, but like spoiled, I guess his hotels don't really look nice to you. And a lot of them are complaining because... The first two weeks they're there, they have to stay in their hotel, in the hotel room, and they can't leave at all. So the only time they can leave is at when their trainers come to them and bring them to the bus to go to practice. And they only can practice once a day. And other than that, they're not allowed to leave the hotel room. So I can imagine, I can, I can understand that some players are being stir-crazy, but guess what? The Pelicans are not stir-crazy whatsoever. I- just to back up a tiny bit, I can kind of understand what Rondo is saying, calling it a Motel 6. Because as far as just a hotel room goes, like inside of a hotel room, there's not much difference from what he's staying in and what a Motel 6 looks like. And right. a lot of the times with a really nice hotel, it comes with all the amenities you get with the hotel, like, you know, pools, restaurants, bars, and stuff like that, which they can't do any of that. Right, so it's true. like right. they might as well be staying in a Motel 6. And they're bored for two weeks. They're literally going to be bored. They're not allowed to leave to get food. Their trainers, the training staff for their team is going to bring food to them. So it's like, dude, like, what am I... For people that don't play video games, I'd imagine, or don't do anything, or even, like, watching TV, they're going to be bored as hell in their, like, hotel room. So I definitely understand that. But, like... I wonder how many times Zion so far has called his trainer up, like, hey, I need some more ice cream. Dude, 100% (laughs) multiple times. And look... I've seen the food that people have posted, and to me, it looks like really good food that I would love to eat, but to a millionaire, it looks like trash, probably. Like, I remember somebody posted, like, oh, breakfast is here, and it was a Mickey Mouse waffles. That's like, so dude, good. I, that was so it, funny. It, dude, the, the, the waffles are amazing, but I understand that they're used to probably, like, gourmet Belgian waffles with strawberries and blueberries on top, but, like, dude... Please suck it up and just play basketball, please. I mean, but to be fair, you're getting, like, these guys are on strict diets, and to be getting a waffle for breakfast, right. you know, normally they have, like, fruits and then proteins and, like, eggs and stuff for their breakfast, and to just be brought a waffle with some syrup, it it, it would throw you off, for sure. Well, dude, that's on their trainers, dude. Like, their trainers are the ones that are in charge of the, like, the nutritionists for the team. They're in charge of the, the team food. So I would imagine, like, let's just say, like, I would say, like, the... The Hornets are getting waffles because, I mean, obviously they're going to be the ninth seed in like the uh, the Hornets are in it. 
Yeah, they are. They're, they're still playing in the bubble. Actually, Wait, no, they're not. They're not. They're, they're not. not. No, not. They're not. I'm sorry. We'll just say this is like the Suns or something. The Suns are getting waffles. Like, dude, <laughs> it's all it's all up to the nutritionists. Like, they need to be do a better job with it. But if I was an M- M- NBA player, I would love that food. But uh, we can move on to this. So a lot of players are complaining about how bored they are. But guess who is not complaining at all? The Pelicans players, dude. So a bunch, J- a bunch of a bunch of nerds, dude. On JJ Reddick's podcast, he was talking about how like since the team is so young. The team, like for young players, they either go out or they stay inside and play video games all day. Well, guess what? The Pelicans players, they're all playing video games together. So I don't know if y'all remember, Lonzo in the beginning of the year bought everybody an Xbox, one of those Xbox systems with a TV and a suitcase. So they all brought that to the NBA bubble, all of them. And they're all playing games together. They're all playing Modern Warfare. They're all playing Fortnite together. They're not really worried about staying inside, going outside and doing anything because they've been training for this moment all of quarantine because literally all the Pelicans players have been doing has been working out and playing video games. And it's got to an extent where Josh Hart even brought his streaming system to the hotel so he can live stream from Twitch during the whole time he's in the NBA bubble. And he's literally been playing a shit ton of games during these two weeks. They've only been there for, what, like five days now? And he's streamed for like over like 48 hours so far, but even more than 48 hours. He's been streaming a lot. Which rightfully so, I don't blame him. If I was in the same situation, I'd be doing what I'm doing now and just playing a lot of video games. You know, just thinking about this from a, a different view, I just thought about it. Is I don't think I like this very much. Them just playing video games in their spare time because me and you know firsthand that when you're playing video games with your friends, it can get pretty heated. Yo, and maybe it throws off the chem- their chemistry on the court because you know they're mad that someone stole their gun on Fortnite or whatever it may be. Maybe, well, who, you know, they don't get the pass. Like, you're wide open? No, nah, I'm not giving it to you. This is for my, uh, my my gun on Fortnite. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe Who's the shot caller? Off. Who do you think the shot caller is in the group? Lonzo? Do you think he's the shot caller? No, or, it's going to be somebody you would never expect. Like Josh Hart. No, I think I would feel Josh Hart would be the shot caller because I feel like he plays the most games probably. It, it probably like, it'd probably be Lonzo the more I think about it. Like, yeah, with his rapping skills and his workout skills, I can definitely see him be a shock. <laughs> Do you know what's crazy? I just thought about it. So somebody posted on Instagram yesterday, Ben Simmons. What did did you hear about this? No, I didn't hear about so it. So Ben Simmons actually left the hotel room to go fishing off the pier at his hotel. One of the workers was like leaving work, and he was like, "I wonder who this guy is fishing off the pier," and it was Ben Simmons. And it was crazy because as soon as the dude started recording, Ben Simmons caught a fish and reeled it up. And he was like, hey, Ben, what's up? And he's like, I caught a fish. And I'm like, dude, so Ben Simmons is thriving in the bubble. He's fishing off the dock. And But I'm like, how did he even – he had to leave on his own to go fishing. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he might have been breaking a rule there. but At this point, dude, whatever, dude. I don't think it – I think we're going to get we'll – talk. I was talking to my old manager, Mitch, and he's a huge Pelicans fan. And he was saying that he thinks they're only going to get through three, three games before they cancel the season. Three games? Three games. Because, dude, yeah, it's... Because, I mean, all right, so for people... This brings up the point that we were talking about earlier. So for people that don't know, Disney World is opened again. Yesterday, they opened their doors, and thousands of people went to Disney World yesterday. So for people that don't know, the hotel workers... Or most, some of them are probably college workers that did the college program with Disney. They're cast members. Before I get yelled at again, and they work in Disney. They work in Disney World. and They work at the hotels. 
But obviously, they might want to go to the parks, and can they really be stopped? No, and they're going home, they're going grocery shopping, they're doing laundry, and for people that don't know, when you're a college cast member or you're a cast member in Disney World, you all stay in the same hotel dorm room. So your your roommate could be a person that works in Magic Kingdom or your roommate could be a person that works in Animal Kingdom, being exposed to these thousands of people that are coming through the park. So They have to separate them in some degree. I don't know, dude. I, I haven't read anything about it, and I imagine they're not. So if let's say your roommate that works in Magic Kingdom is and it comes in contact with someone that's sick, you get sick and then you go to work at the, MLB, the NBA bubble – it's like, dude, like at this point, I don't see it happening. I just don't see – I don't think they're – at first, I thought they were doing a good job by separating everybody, but I thought they were going to have the workers stay in the hotel as well. But it doesn't seem like it's going to work like that. So the reason that me and David are always just skeptical about it is that there is a lot of ways that this could go wrong and the season not happen, and there's only really one way for it to go happen, and that's nobody essentially gets sick. Right. So, I mean, yeah, it could just go by without a hitch flawlessly, but it's just – it, it's not great odds. It's not great odds. And, it, and it, it's very scary because I really want the NBA season to happen because, dude, I was like, this season I was so, I'm usually invested, but this season I was so invested. I haven't missed a game. Like, I would sometimes, like, not even leave my house just so I can watch a game. Like, I wouldn't even go hang out with friends or something because I wanted to make sure I watched the game and got every little detail of this history being made in the Pelicans organization. Did we were going to a bunch of games. We went to, like, what, five, six games? Yeah, we went to, like, five, six there. games, so yeah. Like, and we were it, going it to the Kings game before it got canceled. It was, yeah. dude, it's unfortunate. It's just, like, I'm just hoping it happens. I would love to have basketball all fall, football all fall, college football all fall, MLB baseball all fall. Dude, that's gonna be, you know, gonna be so many sports jam packed into us uh, into the fall, and obviously we don't really know what's gonna happen because seventy thousand cases were reported the other day, and then we haven't even reached winter time yet in flu season. So there's a lot. Of, I'm very skeptical at this point. But um, I guess to ahead? move on, yeah, go ahead. So the next thing we're gonna do, we've been trying to incorporate these a little bit more. We find them fun to make the list and everything. So it's gonna be a top five from any position. From a position from a sport. So this week, we wanted to do the five, top five point guards of all time, which actually ended up being really tough. The reason it I was. had trouble with it is I was trying to find true point guards. There's a lot of players out there that are listed as a point guard or a shooting guard throughout their career, so they're not real true point guards. And I think – so there's definitely players on my list that I wish I could have added, but I didn't because of this. So I guess you can start it off. What's your number five, David? Uh, my number five is Isaiah Thomas. Now he probably he's probably a higher on your list, but I put Isaiah Thomas as number five. Now he has two NBA championships. He's a Finals MVP, and I remember watching the Jordan documentary and how controversial the Pistons were and how how they were the bad boys of the NBA and how Michael Jordan didn't like Isaiah Thomas and he wasn't allowed to be on the Dream Team, which is really petty and funny. But Isaiah Thomas was still a great player, and I really did like the Pistons back in the day. So I. I, I think he should be higher. You called that perfectly. But my number five, you probably think should be higher than that, is going to be Steve Nash. Oh, man. So Steve Nash, the reason he's number five and not higher is he never had a ring. Honestly, right. that's a big part of it. He did win back-to-back MVPs. I mean, that was when we were first, like, really, really getting into sports. You know, we were kids. Was that 04 to 06 stretch where he was just, I mean, there was literally no better point. Nobody better in basketball almost than Steve Nash. And like he was the only player to, in history to ever go 50, 40, 90 in one season, 
while averaging 10 assists, but he did it three times. So, I mean, he was, he was definitely a different breed, but I do think there are four other people true point guards that are better than them and going back to my point before throughout his career steve nash only ever played point guard right so what's your number four steve nash (laughs) steve nash steve nash so i mean you pretty much hit on the you pretty much hit on the tongue hit on the tongue hit on the head steve nash is one of my favorite players i love steve nash i have a steve nash jersey hanging in my uh my closet right now but he was like an all-time great player he was two-time MVP in 04, 05, 06 season, eight-time All-Star, seven-time All-NBA selection. And, dude, like, he's sometimes considered, like, the Wayne Gretzky of basketball. He was, like, the best passer, especially when he was on the Suns. The Dude, just some of the highlights that he had with the Suns was just phenomenal. And I just, I, I'm just a big Steve Nash fan. And me and John were talking yesterday that I also like Ricky Rubio because he would have some crazy passes as well. And they're very two comparable people. But Steve Nash is awesome. So that's my number four. So my number four is um, – I don't even know if you put him on your list because I kind of got a peek at your list whenever you sent me the script for the show. Right. But it's Mr. Triple-Double himself, Oscar Robinson. Yeah, I didn't. You did not put Oscar Robinson no, on the list. And I think that's mm-hmm. an injustice. I think and it is an injustice I'm disappointed too. with you. And I don't think we can be friends anymore. Oh, Honestly, Oscar Robinson should probably be higher on my list. I did a lot of like favoritism when I made my list. There was players that I like watching highlights and players that my grandpa and my dad liked. So Oscar Robinson is number four on my list. I mean, the dude was insane. They didn't call him Mr. Tr- Mr. Triple Double for no reason. He averaged throughout his career nine and a half assists per game. And like it, it, he was insane, and so I think four is the perfect spot to put him on my list. So I, he averaged twenty five point seven points in his career per game. It's it's crazy. I didn't I didn't have him on my list because I know who he is, but I didn't have a lot. I didn't know a lot of statistics about him, so I do kind of feel bad and I do own up about it. I did make a mistake, but it's so hard. Like we were saying, it's so hard to do point guards because a lot of point guards play two positions. And my number three is kind of controversial because he played a lot of shooting guard, and I think eventually we'll do a top five guards of all time because. I feel that's an easier list to go through. Yeah, I agree. It's much three, easier to make. Right. My number three is Alvin, Al, Alan Iverson, AI. Dude, what a crazy, crazy player, dude. AI used to have the craziest highlights. Now, I know he didn't win a, win a ring, but he is still one of the best of all time, dude. He was just ridiculous. And I just love how he used to talk about practice. Like, why do I need to practice? I don't practice. I just play. So that's like one of the most legendary quotes of all time. I I love I love AI, dude. So I I mean if I if so what I did was I literally picked players that like Oscar Robinson going back he only played point guard throughout the season. If I were to go with players that majority like majority of his time was played as a point guard like Isaiah uh, like Allen Iverson, then I would definitely have him on my list. But that's the only reason I don't is because he did go back and forth between shooting guard and point guard so much. Right. But that brings me to my number three, which is John Stockton. Oh, man. Okay. So I know he has to be on your list somewhere. Mm -hmm. There's no way he isn't. But, I mean, talking about another guy who was just – he was crazy. I mean, he wasn't the best shooter to ever play the game. But, I mean, a point guard manages a game. And he was the best manager to probably ever exist. A hundred percent. On-court manager. I mean, how many titles did he win? I, I, I don't actually know. none 
John Stockton won none. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Let's see. Let me make sure real fast. Because he when they were oh, yeah, when they none. were yeah when they were at prime, they were always playing against the uh, the Bulls in the finals, and they could never beat the Bulls. Never. Even after trying to poison MJ, they never <laughs> beat the Bulls, dude. But he was a ten-time All Star. Yeah, he, was he did average a double double throughout his career. He only averaged thirteen points per game, but he averaged over ten assists per game, ten and a half assists. And it wasn't just his play that makes him high on this list. It's the value he added to his team. You know, his attitude on the court it just made the Jazz win more games. Right. So, what is your number two? My number John two Stockton. is John Stockton. <laughs> I knew it. You you basically hit on the head, but you forgot the biggest thing. Dude, he and him and Carl Malone, dude, the postman, he would deliver to Carl Malone nonstop, dude. Those passes to Carl Malone was insane. For those that don't know, Carl Malone's from Louisiana. He's a big swamp boy, dude. A big swamp. Boy. Those highlights, dude. Those, those. I remember going back when I was younger, especially going back and watching the Bulls finals with Utah Jazz, and it was just insane. The highlights they had with each other, the insane plays, and I, you've obviously already hit all the stats for me. But John Stockton was the general on the court. He just de- de- depicted the plays, he made the plays, and he was just an all-around general on the court. So John Stockton is my number two. So my number two is your number five, which is Isaiah Thomas. Right. I think you really undersold Isaiah Thomas, in my opinion. But this is one of my dad's favorite players, so you know. I grew up hearing about him, but he did have two championships. He was a 12-time All-Star, and he was actually – he almost averaged a double-double per game, but I was reading something, and he was the only player in NBA history – there was only two players in NBA history with more 20-point games, 20-point tennis games than him, and that was Magic Johnson and Oscar Robinson. Really? Yeah, so he's like – he was dominant. I mean – he was this, like you said, he was a snuff from the dream team. It's so funny, snuff. dude. That's, it's that's, funny, but no matter how much you hate somebody, which I know Isaiah Thomas and the Pistons, dude, they talked so much smack on the court, and they were yeah. disrespectful. I remember when they left MJ hanging and then shake their hands after they beat him in the finals, or not the finals, or the uh, I'm sorry, the conference finals, and. MJ was like, you know what? Screw the Pistons. Screw that guy. I don't like him at all. He's not going to be on the Dream Team. If he's not going to be a supporter of the team, we don't want him on the team. And it's so unfortunate because the Dream Team was so stacked. And they won with, they just won so bad. And I can't imagine how much better they would have been with Isaiah Thomas on the team as well. And another really interesting fact about Isaiah Thomas, he was the shortest NBA Finals MVP ever. That's crazy. He was only six one, and he just made people six who were one six seven inches taller than him look foolish all the time. Which is he still? Is he still the shortest at all time still or no? I think so. Okay, I think so. So that brings us to number one. We obviously both have the same number one, and that's Magic Johnson. Mm-hmm. My number so, one's Magic Johnson. Do you want me to go with mine? I'll explain why I have mine, and you go. Or so I just wanted to say the only the, this is the only player on the list that. It was technically a shooting guard at one point. His first four seasons of his career, he was a shooting guard, but then the rest, he was a point guard. And I, I, I really like Magic Johnson as well because, so when Magic Johnson played and then Michael Jordan was coming up, uh, Michael Jordan's first championship was against the Lakers. 
and it was like Magic Jordan, Magic, Magic, Jordan, Magic, Jordan. Magic, right. Magic Johnson versus Michael Jordan, and Michael Jordan beat Magic Johnson. It was kind of like handing the the torch to Michael Jordan. So it was like an all time iconic final series. And I don't know. I know it has nothing to do with the stats or anything, but it was just a, such a great series to go back and watch. And it was like, this is generation changing to the next generation of players, which I'm kind of hoping that in like maybe a conference finals one time that LeBron hands a torch to Zion maybe, and we go on to win the finals after. I mean, fingers crossed maybe, but hey, it's too good to think about. Getting into his stats, first of all, he won three MVPs in a four-year three years a four-year span mm-hmm. he had three finals mvps he was a 12-time all-star had five rings and in his career he averaged it was 19 and a half points per game 11 assists per game but he shot over 500 as a career average which is crazy that's crazy it's crazy i mean he was the best point guard to ever do it and I, you're not arguing with me you have him at one too but i'm happy that you have him at one Oh, 100%. Magic Johnson was the best point guard of all time. Now, I was going to put Chris Paul on the list, but I say, you know what? Screw Chris Paul. <laughs> Damn. Should have never left New Orleans. Yeah, or Steph Curry. Steph Curry was definitely up there as well, because Steph Curry is a really good point guard. I, but he I also would, plays shooting guard as well. Top 10, I don't think I would have put Steph Curry in it. Right. I mean, it, Steph Curry's great, but he's a shooter. Right. He's probably, if we made a list that was the best shooters of all time, Steph Curry Steph may Curry be my number be. one. <laughs> but, he is one of the best shooters of all time, for sure. So, you had anything else you want to go over, David? Oh, no, that's about it. We had a good week and good talk this week, for sure. Definitely a big rant. Yeah, yeah, we went off topic a couple times, but, you know, we're out that's, here living, so. Well, like we said, uh, we're going to do a pre-recorded episode, and there's not going to be a lot of news for next week, and we're going to post it at the same time Sunday. So you're not Monday. gonna be, Monday. I'm sorry, Monday. We post the same time Monday. You're not missing out on anything. We're gonna try to get some people on the interview. It's gonna be fans, not gonna be players. It's gonna be fans, and just to try to start building the community up a little bit more and more, like other podcasts do. They invite fans to come on and talk if they don't have anybody to interview. So it's that's something be, we want to start doing more regularly. Right. Get away from just doing, you know, like we like I was saying earlier. We want to have like the bar room sports talk with other people that come on. Because me and David have already heard everything we've had to say to each other. So right. that's why a lot of the times we go more towards the news and doing stuff like that. But having other people on getting their opinions and and it's, another it's person to tell David that he's dumb and doesn't know what he's talking about would be really <laughs> nice. So. Well, like I go on the Reddit page a lot and a lot of people listen that are, are from the Reddit page. I, uh, I talk to a lot of people and I notice a lot of people aren't from Louisiana that are like huge Saints fans. There's a lot of fans from London and Australia that I would love to talk to and get their like story behind how they become Saints fans. And there's a lot of new Pelicans fans that I would love to hear their story. What really drawn them to this Pelicans team? Was Zion. it Anthony? Well, was it go. not? What was what was it besides Zion? Was it Anthony Davis trade? Was it how how electric we're becoming? Were you having a lot of fun watching us? Or, or were your second team? Who's your first number one team? I would just like to get those situations. I would like to learn from that. But yeah, um, if y'all want a shirt, let us know. I'm going to keep y'all updated on the trip. It's going to be crazy. If you want to follow me on Snapchat, DM me. I'll give you my Snapchat. It's going to be a fun trip, and I'm going to record everything. It's kind of be on the start of our YouTube channel kind of thing. And we're not going to be too frequent on the YouTube channel because there's obviously no sports right now, and we can't kind of go out to the street and interview people yet. So it's going to be very fun. I'm excited for y'all to listen and watch. But uh, thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, everybody, for listening. Y'all have a good week. And be safe, but wear a mask. Wear a mask six feet. All right, guys. Have a good one.